It's that time of the week again as we talk BYU football with BYU team captain Connor Pay. What did you take away from the Texas Tech win, and what is it going to take for BYU to go to Austin and upset the seventh-ranked Texas Longhorns? We're talking about all that on Locked On Cougars. You are Locked On Cougars, your daily podcast on the BYU Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. What's up, everybody? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. Thank you for making Locked On Cougars your first listen of the day. Thank you to all of you who are everydayers with us right here on the Locked On Podcast Network. This is your original daily podcast focused on all things BYU sports. And our title sponsor today is our friends over at Prize Picks, daily fantasy sports made easy. We'll tell you a little bit more about them as today's show progresses. But it's time now to welcome in BYU team captain Connor Pay to the program for his weekly visit. Actually coming to you a day earlier than we typically do, uh, Connor, but uh, due to some scheduling uh, quirks, that's what we're going to do. But how are you, sir? I'm doing good, man. How are you? Doing great. Uh, so obviously coming off a W against Texas Tech and uh, probably sure feeling a little bit better about how things went in that game. Uh, I guess we'll start there. Give me your overall sense of how things went against the Red Raiders on Saturday night. Um, Obviously, I'm happy with it. You know, it's uh, – it's, you know, definitely becoming a survive and advance type of conference mm-hmm. um, where anyone can beat anyone, you know, week in and week out. And so, you know, I think we came out really hot um, and played really well. Um, obviously, some some lulls in the second half that we have to address and fix. Uh, but it was great to get the run game going a little bit, um, <clears throat> you know, and – you know, obviously that's been something we've been working on all season long. And so to kind of have that come to fruition a little more um, was awesome. So, but we'll never, obviously there's a whole laundry list of things that we need to improve on that we went over today, but um, you know, it's uh, I'll never, I'll never ever get up here and complain about a win. So. Well, I, I don't think anybody should because winning football games is hard no matter what level you're at, obviously. And then yeah. When you win them in that fashion, obviously, it's kind of been the patented style you guys have had all year long is take advantage of the other team's mistakes and cash in on it. That's exactly what you guys have done. Now, a lot of Cougar fans uh, were a bit miffed about the, the struggles in the second half with the offense, a bunch of punts, a bunch of three and outs in that. Uh, what did you take away? What, what, what caused you guys to kind of stall out in that second half? Just, um, just got out of rhythm a little bit. Um I think because uh, we we had uh, we ran the ball and threw the ball pretty well in the first half, and you know for some reason timing was a little bit off, a couple missed routes, things like that. Um, you know that uh, especially when they happen on first down mm-hmm. can be challenging because then you're second and long, um, and uh, which then oftentimes kind of sets up a third down that you're not uh, you're not too pleased with when it's third and long, but. Um, I think just the execution lacked a little bit in the in the small details. Um, <clears throat> you know, whether it was a, a protection that wasn't quite clean enough, like I, I had one of those or I gave up a pressure um, that d- definitely would have been uh, a completed pass. Um, and, you know, just maybe some missed routes or a missed read on a run, you know, just uh, – 
just some of those little details that when you do it like maybe twice in a row, that can kill a drive. Um, and so I think just, um, you know, we did, we did that a little too much. Um, and, you know, was it because maybe we were comfortable with the lead or playing conservative? I don't know. I don't know if either of those things are true, but, um, you know, the, at the bottom, the bottom line is we just didn't quite execute as well as we did in that first half, like all 11 guys doing their job. And, you know, I think we showed like when, when everyone's on their P's and Q's, how explosive this offense can be. Um, and so I think we just have to, we have to do a better job of sustaining that, you know, through four quarters. Now it was the first time that Cougar fans have really seen Aiden Robbins in uh, in a, like I said in a big fashion. He played in the first two games of the year, but was very limited. Uh, been dealing with a rib issue, according to what the broadcast said and what I've been hearing around the program. But uh, how good was it to have him out there? And I think it was kind of the epitome of what he's capable of doing. Was that third and thirteen run? He rumbles for a first down. Yeah, yeah, no, because that that play was definitely not blocked for thirteen yards, <laughs> you know, and so. Um, I think it was this was really the first game we've had Aiden a hundred percent healthy. Yeah. Um and which which was awesome because he's just he's a different style of back um than LJ or Dion or Miles. Um <clears throat> and so I think when you kind of just I mean he's he's so big and he's so powerful that when he hits it on those downhill runs, he's hard to bring down for less than three or four. Um, and, and so it was, it was awesome. I know he's been chomping at the bit to be healthy and get playing all year long. So, you know, as his teammate, as his friend, it was, it was awesome to see him finally get out there. Cause I've seen the grind of, of rehab for him, um, and, and how badly he wants to be playing. So, and I think he showed how badly he wanted to be playing by how hard he ran. With him healthy, how good can this running back core be in your mind? Because L.J. Martin's really broken out this year. We've seen flashes from both Dion. He also mentioned Miles Davis. How good do you think this running game can truthfully be as you guys continue to progress down the stretch run of the season? Uh, I think it'll definitely, you know, help the run game as a whole. And, you know, having having all those backs available, you know, where, where Aiden kind of can provide that kind of downhill power and LJ obviously can make people miss. And, you know, so I think it, I think it'll give a, a certain level of versatility to the run game. And, you know, all, all a great run game is, is a run game that's consistently good. Um, so you talk, about, you talk about the consistency. What does it take to get that consistency? It's just a matter of you guys blocking it up the right way as the offensive line, just essentially being on the same page. Is that, is that, is, is that what it takes it to be consistent? Yeah, I think it takes everybody being on the same page, um, and everyone just doing their one eleventh on every play, which is which is uh, you know been the biggest challenge for us this year. Is like a lot of those plays, a lot of those run plays all year long have looked really good. Got the exact look we wanted, was blocked up just how we wanted, and one guy didn't quite finish his job or didn't do, or the running back didn't quite read it right, hit the wrong hole. You know, and so it's just when everyone is consistently on the same page um, and just executing their job, you're going to make yards, right? and you're going to and you're going to be able to establish a run and be consistent with it. And so, um, you know, that's I mean, there's, it's no secret that that's been our challenge all year, and I think we found it a little bit in this last game. We're going to try to build on that. 
All right, got a couple more questions about the Texas Tech game. We'll also look forward to Texas here in just a moment. I want to get your thoughts on the Longhorns. Obviously, a big matchup for you guys. We'll get to all that here momentarily on the podcast. Before we do that, though, do need to get a word in on our friends over at LinkedIn. They've been working on this for months now. The best part about LinkedIn, my friends, is they want to help you guys out no matter what you do for business. Every new potential hire can feel like a high-stakes wager for your business. You want to be 100% certain that you have access to the best qualified candidates available, and that's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs help you find the right people for your team more importantly to do it faster and for free you can go online set up your uh, job post and then add that job post in the purple hashtag hiring frame to your linkedin profile and spread the word that you're hiring it's simple as that they have simple tools like screening questions making it easy to focus on candidates with just the right skills and experience you can quickly prioritize who you'd like to interview and hire that's why small businesses are rating linkedin jobs number one in delivering quality hires versus their leading competitors linkedin jobs helps you find the qualified candidates that you want to talk to faster you can Post your job for free at LinkedIn.com slash locked on college. That's LinkedIn.com slash locked on college to post that job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Today's show is also brought to you by our friends over at Perry Homes. We've been working with them for uh, about a year now. The best part is whether you're looking for your first home or ready to upgrade to your dream home, Perry Homes has a house for you. For 50 years, Perry Homes has been Utah's premier home builder with communities throughout the state. They have many communities, home designs, and price points all designed to meet your needs. They have beautiful communities in Davis, Salt Lake. Tooele and Utah counties, and also multiple communities in Washington County near St. George as well. They offer over 50 unique home designs from Ramblers to two stories to townhomes and everything in between to fit you once again as the consumer and homeowner. They even have quick move-in homes available if you're ready to move now, so take advantage of it now and visit perryhomesutah.com to see what's new in Utah's finest neighborhoods. That's Perry, P-E-R-R-Y, perryhomesutah.com to learn more now. For 50 years, Utah's been coming home to Perry Homes. Thank you once again for making Locked On Cougars your uh, first part of your day. Thank you for being every day with us here on the podcast. Continuing on now with Connor Pay, BYU team captain, and uh, Connor, uh, I, I'm I've seen this on social media, and I know that you're you you're not uh, no stranger to social media either. There's been some criticism coming in the way of criticism for your offensive coordinator Aaron Roderick, and I'm asking this question because you have played for Aaron the entire time you've been at BYU. People say that he's inconsistent with his play calls, or he doesn't call how to match the game. What is your response to that? What, do you do you respond to criticism at all of that variety? He's only inconsistent with his play calls when the play doesn't work. There you go. I like that. <laughs> That's you great. know, I mean, it's I mean, it's our responsibility to execute what he calls, mm-hmm. and you know, and so. That's that's you know that's kind of what sucks too when you're not playing well as an offense. A lot of heat goes on the coordinator who's doing everything in his power um, to put you in the best position to be successful. Um, and so, <clears throat> you know, I in playing for him for over three years now, uh, I trust him completely. Um, and you know, I think. Uh, I mean, he'd be the first one to say that there's some calls he wish he called differently in the game. Mm -hmm. But you can look at every single play almost and be like, well, if we had just done that, that play would have worked just fine. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, it comes down to our execution regardless of what the play call is, and then the fans won't even know the difference. You know, there's a lot of plays that we ran Mm -hmm. in that game that – were awesome against Arkansas and people were like, Oh man, this team is awesome. What a great coordinator Aaron Roderick is. 
And guess what? We missed a block or we missed a read on those plays in this game. And A-Rod needs to be fired blah, and all this other BS. <laughs> um, and so, you know, it just, and so I, <laughs> I don't care about any of that stuff. You know, it doesn't, doesn't matter to us. It doesn't make any difference. Sure. Um, you know, a, a fan opinion will never be consequential in any way to this football team. <laughs> and so, and so, but no, I think I, I trust him completely. And it's, it's our job to execute what he calls. Cause if, I mean, if every fan could see how hard he works mm. and, you know, how, how many hours he spends in, in that building every week trying to put together the best possible game plan for us. Um, you know, I think I think their opinions might be a little bit different. Well, let me throw a stat just real quick at you. So you mentioned that Arkansas game. Do you know how many total yards you guys had in our, against Arkansas? Not a lot. It was like, I don't even think we crossed 300, did you, we? You did not. 281. Actually, five of the seven games this year, you guys have failed to cross the 300-yard uh, threshold. And so it was 281 versus Arkansas. And you mentioned, like, Arkansas, people like, wow, what a great win. What a what a great game plan, blah, 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 blah. Okay, against Texas Tech, do you know how many yards you had? I think we were somewhere in the 270s. 277. So four yards difference, total yardage. And there's two very different feels, it feels like, from the, at least the social media reaction. So kind of funny yeah. how, how, things, how things shake out. No different for us. We won. Sure, yeah. And that's that's the thing about this is I, I think at times fans, and I, I, I think that's it's a, it's a thing that you can be a little too, in a way, short-sighted is probably the wrong term, but this is a program that's 5-2. and two. So that that's the good news. You guys have, you guys have found different ways to win. And, I, and Kalani Satake, during his press conference uh, this week, he talked about that. He said, we are finding ways to win games. It may not be in the style we've won them in the past with high-flying offense, etc., but the mark, and I, I say this all the time on the podcast, Connor, the mark of a good team is finding ways to win, and that's what you guys are doing. And I think that 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 is a, that is a badge of honor to wear, honestly. Yeah, no, I agree with that. And I think obviously we're proud of being five and two and obviously we haven't performed up to our own expectations, Mm -hmm. let alone fans expectations. And so, um, you know, I think, I mean, that, that gives me optimism Mm -hmm. to know that, uh, uh, there's so much to be improved upon and we're still five and two, um, that we could have played so much better. And there, which means there's just our ceiling is still so high as a team, um, which is something that makes me excited. It's like, man, we just kind of we got to find better ways to put it together for four quarters, you know, and we could, um, <clears throat> you know, we could really do something special. Now, you guys head to Texas this week. They're the seventh-ranked team in the country, and the last time BYU played a top-ten-ranked opponent on the road, Connor, was the famous game in 2018 when BYU went to Camp Randall Stadium and upset then-number-six Wisconsin uh, up there in Madison. Uh, What do you make of the Longhorns? What do you make of the overall matchup as you guys head to Austin? I mean, obviously, and just watching tape, they're really good. You know, they're really good. They're stacked across the board. You know, they've got great athletes, especially on the D-line and in the front seven, which obviously is where I spend most of my time yeah. looking. Um, and so, we're, you know, we're going to have our work cut out for us. You know, that's that's one of the more exciting things as a player. You know, you want these games. Um, you want to play against the best to prove that you belong. Um, and, uh, you know, you get a primetime game on ABC. You know, you get to play in front of the whole country. Um, and so... 
it's we we couldn't be more excited for the chance to go play there. It's, it's going to be a big, it's a big stadium, loud, rowdy, and as a as a player, you don't want it any other way. Some of those sometimes those road games, the hostile environments are almost more fun than than home games sometimes, just because you know you get there's nothing like uh, silence and a hundred thousand people, um, you know, and uh, giving them a horns down after the game and getting fined and all that stuff. So, are you going to try um, and get a fifteen yard penalty, Connor? Is that what you're telling me? <laughs> no, 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 no. I definitely won't. I'm not. I'm not really about during that. I like I'll talk to players one on one and we'll talk crap and okay. stuff during the game, but I'm not going to go to a camera and do some symbol. That's just not really. That's not really my personality. But after the game, if we win, okay. I'm, <laughs> Brother Brigham's got a lot of money. They can pay the fine. <laughs> You know, like after the game, after a win, uh-huh. if we win, all bets are off. Well, Cougar fans will be keeping an eye out if you guys do pull off the upset. I can guarantee you that. You talk about the crap uh, being go- going back and forth, the, the trash talk between players. Um, Tyler Batty, and I want to go back to Texas Tech for a minute, uh, had one guy kicked out of the game for spitting on him, and they said at the end of the game the right tackle from Texas Tech also allegedly spit on him. Have you ever in your mind, ever in your experience, or like had anybody spit on, an, on another player in a football game you've been a part of? I mean, considering what Batty was doing to that poor guy, I can't blame him. <laughs> um, but, uh, but no, no. I mean... I was actually, I told KSL this a little while ago, but I, I mean, whether it's intentional or unintentional, I've done it maybe like during a play. Okay. Cause I'm, I mean, we're, we're hitting each other sure. face to face and yeah. sweats flying like crap's going everywhere. Anyways, it's like, you don't really know any different. Like maybe if I had some in my mouth, was, you know, mid play, <laughs> sure. it just goes in their face and whatever, you know, just yeah. crap happens in the trenches. But to do it after a play, to go up to a player and spit in his face is wild. Is wild. I couldn't believe it when I saw it happen. Yeah. And I didn't know about the one after the game until Ty told me about it later. But uh, yeah, I don't know if I've ever. I don't know if I've ever seen anything like that. <laughs> Just, that was pretty wild. It was wild to me because I'm watching the broadcast and they come back from commercial like this player has been kicked out of the game for spitting on Tyler Batty. I'm like, what? What is going on here? Like that was just it was baffling to me in, in many respects. Now I, the second question: You talk about wanting to silence at the hundred thousand fans. Obviously, uh, Daryl K. Royal Memorial Stadium uh, is one of the biggest stadiums in terms of capacity in the country. One of the more famed venues out there. Have you ever been in a venue as big as that and played a game at this point in your career? No. Okay. I don't think so. We we're actually talking about this today. I don't. Um, was anybody around for 2018 in Neyland Stadium on the team currently? I don't remember if they if anybody would have been. 2018. I'm not sure. Okay. You have to be old. I know. I was gonna say I was I was at that game. I was there in Tennessee when Zach Wilson obviously. Because that's two years. That's two years before I got. I, there. I was gonna say you, you, you've been around for a while. It predates you as well. I, mean, so. I guess. I mean, I guess I'm I'm a junior, but still, like. <laughs> I don't, it would have to be, it would have to be a sixth year. Okay. Wouldn't it? Something like that. Something to that effect. I just. Someone who took a red shirt, was a freshman in 2019, took the COVID year in 2020. So they're sophomore in 2021, junior in 2022, a senior this season. Where's Talmadge Gunther when we need him? 
See, I think Towels 2019 when he got 2019? here. Because okay. I think he, he gray-shirted the first right. year. Well, I'm just saying, that's that's the last one I can remember. I was there at Neyland Stadium with 100,000 people, and BYU shut mm-hmm. them up real quick. And that's it's obviously a fun thing when you can do it. Uh, do you remember, by the way, the other thing about this is uh, the history for BYU against Texas. The Cougars are 4-1 and one all-time versus the Longhorns. And uh, the two most recent games, I, I guess you can just say two words, Taysom Hill. Uh, you remember those two <laughs> matchups? I do. I do. It was back in my youth, okay. but I do. I do remember those. What What do you remember most? Just is it the hurdle? Like what What do you remember most about those? <laughs> the hurdle is probably like the the single play that I remember. Yeah. But um, I think I'm pretty sure I was at the game. Um, been, when they played us, when they played us here, I've been 2014, I think. Yeah. When we won, yeah, that would have been I would have been like a seventh or eighth grader that year, mm-hmm. and so I think I probably for sure was at the game. Um. And so I mean I vaguely I vaguely remember being there. Um, I remember the 2015 game more. Yeah. Uh, just watching it on TV and just being like, holy, <laughs> watching. T- I don't I don't even remember how many rushing yards Taysom Hill had, 200 something. Yeah. And so you know that was it was pretty wild watching him run all over those guys. Are you excited for the opportunity? Because this is the one and only chance you guys have to do this as a conference member of, of Texas's. For sure. For sure. I mean, obviously the Longhorns have the biggest brand mm-hmm. in, in college football. I mean, they're I think they're the wealthiest athletic department in the country. You know, like they have such an amazing history and they're obviously been playing great football this year. Um, and so, you know, the chance to go to go and play them, we're pumped. We couldn't be more excited. Um you know, it's going to be a great venue, playing against a great team, a chance to go and try to prove ourselves against one of the best teams in the country. Um, you know, you can't ask for more than that as a player. So, Well, looking forward to it. Obviously, you mentioned a one thirty kickoff on ABC, so you got a big stage, obviously, in front of you. Uh, we're going to finish up this edition of BYU Football with Connor Pay with some listener questions. you got some good ones, Connor. I, I, I've got, I had Listeners responded this week when I threw out the, the call for some questions. We'll dig into those <laughs> here momentarily. Uh, before we do that, let's talk about our friends over at uh, Prize Picks. They've been working with us uh, for a while now. And the best part about Prize Picks is they have got the opportunity for you guys to win a bunch of money via Daily Fantasy. The best part is Price Picks makes it simple. You pick your players over under the numbers that Price Picks post, and if you win, you win money. It's simple as that. Uh, you can test your skills one up to twenty-five times back your bet this football season with our friends at Price Picks. The best part is they have quick withdrawals, easy gameplay, and an enormous selection of players and stat types are what makes Price Picks the number one daily fantasy sports app. Price Picks offers weekly promotions that can lead to big payouts like Taco Tuesday. It is Tuesday, my friends, so take advantage of it. They offer discount uh, player selections up to twenty-five percent to provide even more value. Uh, and the best part is you can get those quick payouts once again from our friends at Prize Picks. So take advantage of it now. Go to PrizePicks.com/slash/locked-on-college and have some fun. Have some fun this football season with our friends at Prize Picks. That's uh, excuse me, PrizePicks.com/slash/locked-on-college. Use the promo code Locked On College, and while you're there, you get a hundred dollar deposit match of up to one hundred dollars. So I uh, put a hundred bucks in, get two hundred dollars to play with. Really that simple. PrizePicks.com/slash/locked-on-college. It's all courtesy of Prize Picks Daily fantasy sports made easy thank you once again for making locked on cougars a part of your day all right uh connor so we got some questions here from uh, some of our listeners and i'm gonna start off with one that's it's more of like a, 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 a like 
fans telling each other how to fan type question, but it does involve players to a degree. So a good friend of the podcast, Amber, uh, put this out on Twitter. She actually put a statement out on Twitter. She was at the game on Saturday night, and she saw some BYU fans leaving the game midway through the third quarter, as she stated in her tweet. Uh, she reached out to me and said, Jake, can you ask Connor if players notice when fans are leaving early during games and if it bothers them to any degree? Um, yeah, we notice for sure. Just because when people leave, it gets quieter. Sure. Um, and does it bother me? I mean, I don't, I don't know if it, I don't know if it necessarily bothers me, especially if we're winning by a decent amount. Um, I mean, obviously we'd rather have them there. Sure. You know? And so, I mean, in in my mind, I'm not going to, I'm not going to try to, you can do what you want. You know, it's your life. <laughs> you know, I'm not going to try to tell people what to do. But also, I mean, like, you paid for the ticket. You might as well stay for the whole time and get everything you can out of it. Um, and so, I mean, obviously, like, I'm, I'm not going to say that it, you know, pisses us off or anything like that. Mm-hmm. But, um, I mean, obviously, we'd love to have everybody stay till the very end so we can come say hi to you as we walk around the stadium afterwards. I mean, my shoulder cramps and... I get tired from giving all those freaking high fives. So the least you could do is stay till the end of the freaking game. I like that. I like so, that a lot. <laughs> I'm going to go walk a mile after I just played a game <laughs> to give everybody high fives and sign a million autographs. And you'd get that extra 5,000 steps in. Come on, man. That's what, that's what it's all. That's what it's exactly, good for. Right it's there. exactly what my joints need. <laughs> Uh, right. Uh, next one comes in from Brendan, and he asked this. I think it was in quarter two. The camera during the game showed Kalani Satake taking something in both hands from the ref very carefully. Does Connor know what the heck that was? Even the broadcasters were were bewildered at what it was. Do you know what that was? Took something from like the the ref the, walked over. I saw this. He, he like Kalani put his hands out, like kind of cup shaped, and the ref put something in his hands, and then Kalani turned and handed it to like a staff member. Did you, did you even know that, that happened in was game? that was that after the fake punt? I may have been. I don't. I. I can't remember the exact scenario. Because the only thing I could think of is that if it was after the fake punt, it might have been the challenge flag. Okay. No, I, I know it wasn't the challenge flag. I, I do know okay. that. So because I know that I think Kalani was going to challenge that, but then they ended up reviewing it, uh-huh. so they didn't charge us the challenge. Okay. Um. It, I mean, the only if he turned around and gave it to a staff member, it had to have been just something off the field. Okay. Maybe a mouthpiece that fell out. That was a BYU one that they were just getting off the field. Okay. I, I, that's the only thing I can think of that an official would hand to him just to get something off the field to keep um, someone from stepping on it. I don't know what else I could think of. Yeah, because like, like, like I said, it was like I've seen like guy, uh, referees hand like half hand towels to coaches and whatnot, but it was definitely not that big to be a towel. So it's just interesting. I just wondered if you, that question would come in, so I figured I'd ask. But I don't know. Okay. I don't know. I'm sure there's a lot of speculation on social media about what it was. Well, I, I saw in, I saw somebody in game say, "Did BYU just have hand? Did the refs just hand Kalani Satake a hamster? Because it kind of looked like that's the way he was like holding it, like it was, it was like a hamster he found on the field. All right, one of those funny things. All right. Um, uh, next question here, Connor. Uh, yeah. Let's see. Uh, Mandy weighs in with this. Does Connor like attending sporting events of other BYU teams, first off? And if so, which ones does he like to attend? For sure. I do. I love supporting other teams, especially the good ones. Okay. Um, I think the, the most exciting games, I mean, I love going to the basketball games. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I like going to the baseball games, too. 
um, just because those are kind of the sports that I played, and I have friends that play on the basketball and baseball teams, and so it's fun to watch them. Um, women's volleyball is really fun to go to. Those games are high-paced and really exciting, and we're really good. So same with women's soccer. Mm-hmm. Our women's soccer team has been super fun to watch this year. There's, I, I watched them play against the University of Utah, and Utah couldn't even get across freaking midfield. It was awesome. We beat them like 7-1 to one or yep. something. Yep. And it was awesome. And I was up there at the University of Utah in my BYU stuff, just freaking um, doing things. Having fun. <laughs> yes, I was having fun. There we go. There we go. I was having fun. And so, no, it was. it's really fun to watch those guys play. Now, uh, next one coming. I'm going to rapid fire with these uh, real quick. Uh, Brian, our good friend, 49er Kugi weighs in, says, uh, Connor has obviously taken over the center position. Paul Miley moved to left guard, and now Waylon Lapuaho at right guard. How has that change helped the O-line in Connor's opinion? Um, I think all season long we've kind of been mixing and matching a little bit, just trying to find the best, you know, the best continuity between five guys. And I think, uh, you know, I think, um, I think this has just helped with, you know, just the overall chemistry mm-hmm. of the group. I think everyone is, feels good about the position they're at. Everyone's on the same page, um, which is helpful. Um, and, you know, I think, uh, because I obviously, especially too, when you're struggling to run the football, you know, you're going to make some changes and see if, if certain things help. Um, and so I think, you know, just in us kind of moving positions a little bit, um, I think that's probably the biggest thing. Just, I think everyone's comfortable where they're at. And also, um, you know, I think everyone's comfortable with each other. Um, and kind of getting a feel for each other a little bit better, um, understanding what the guy next to you is going to do in certain situations obviously helps a lot with uh, your ability to execute. Um, and so I think we've talked about that a little bit on the show before about how you know I kind of took that for granted a little bit because that's just how it was. Yeah. You know, was, I had played with those guys for so long, I didn't know anything different, and how that's kind of been an adjustment this year. And so I think. Uh, you know, I think that group, I think we just, we work well together, so. All right, uh, last question coming in here before we wrap things up is from Matthew here. He says, I've seen Connor warm up with The Rock, obviously, and I, I retweeted that when you were uh, playing catch with <laughs> members of the uh, in the crowd. It says, quote, here's the question. When will he, when will we see him use that cannon of an arm? We need an, another left-handed quarterback out there. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> If they if they didn't uh, if they didn't put an X on my helmet as a kid and mark me as having severe obesity, then uh, then I probably would have played quarterback all growing up. But um, you know, unfortunately, I was I was marked from a young age. Uh, but I don't know. A Rod A Rod says every year that he has a way he wants to do it, and he draws it up for me, and I'm like, oh, this is gonna be great. This is gonna be cool. And then we never practice it, and we never do it. So I don't know if that day will ever come. We'll see. But if it does come, I'll be ready. Let's run. So I'm ready to. I'm ready to sling it. 
You know what? Just run it against Texas. Why not? You're playing with house money at this point. Nobody's going to win. Come on now. Why not? Um, all right. And then one final one. So this is more of a comment than anything else. But uh, we have a good friend sure. of the podcast. Um, his name is USU The Right Blue. With Dan, obviously, he's an avid listener of this podcast. I don't know why, but he says this. Hey, Connor, I'm wondering if you can help out our USU offensive line crying laughing emoji. As in Utah State? Yeah, Utah State. Yep. No. Okay, fair enough. All right, we'll just leave that there. Not interested. <laughs> All right, well, Connor, appreciate you taking the time as always. Uh, is there anything you'd like to say before we wrap things up here? Um, no, not a lot. Just just know that we're, we're grateful for all the fans out there that have been sticking it out with us so far this season. We're, you know, we're working day and night, literally, to, you know, try to try to do the very best we can and, uh, you know, perform well, not only for ourselves and for our teammates and coaches, but for the fans too. And so we're going to, we're going to go to Austin and, and give it everything we've got and try to come out of there with a win. So, well, no time. Should no, be fun. Yeah, Should be no, fun. No better time than now to go shock the world once again. And obviously, we'll be tracking that game and we'll talk about it next week with you. It'll be Halloween next week, by the way. So I'm, I'm expecting a bunch of listener Halloween related questions, Connor. So get ready for that, all right? Oh, boy. <laughs> All right. Well, that's going to do it for this edition of Locked on Cougars and obviously BYU football with Connor Pay right here on the podcast. A big thank you to all of you for your support of the podcast, as always. And, of course, make sure you guys subscribe, rate, review, uh, support the show that way. And thank you once again for making it your first listen of the day. And thank you to all of you who are everydayers with us here on the podcast, as always. Until next time, have a great rest of your day. This has been the Locked on Cougars podcast. See you.